Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. And the guy who's going to help you keep it running is ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, where that uh, Grand Avenue is just uh, beautifully lit up. It is. We're all decorated for Christmas and, yeah. and ready to go. They had the Grand Meander last week, and so uh, the season has kicked off in full bloom. Now, do all the guys at Lloyd's uh, decorate their bays there when they're... Not at all. No, it's probably would get in the way, I would think. <laughs> it is. You know, we're getting so crowded there. We were, yeah. we're trying to figure out how, just exactly how to lay everything out perfectly so there's room for everything. Well, I want to talk to you about a couple of new folks there. But in the meantime, I want to alert our listeners. If you have any kind of a car care question, you've got problems with your car, truck, or van, folks are already calling in. And before you bring it in to your favorite dealer, your favorite shop... For some repair, call Dan or send Dan a text. He'll give you some idea of what might be uh, what might be ailing with that vehicle before you bring it in to get uh, repaired. Analyze it kind of on the radio. Sometimes it's kind of tough though, because you're here and they're there, and you can't really you don't have any diagnostics. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not, uh, not too much that we haven't heard before. I'm though. sure that's it's, true. It's, you know, most most of it's pretty common stuff. Call us, text us, number six five one. Nine eight nine nine two two six, or again, you can text Dan at eight one eight zero seven. Not one, but two. You have two new technicians at Lloyd. I we did, yeah. We, Tell you know, me about it. Well, we've been talking about it. The yeah. the upside of the trades and all that the trades have to offer, encouraging young people to go into the business. Well, I was able to find a couple of seasoned professionals. Uh, Ryan Trainer and Mike London both started for me in the past couple of weeks, and uh, they're been in the business for a while. And they're they're you know A plus techs, and so and they have both started and are working and and fit in really nicely with my group. So we're we're excited to have both Ryan and Mike uh, join the team. Well, that's excellent. I mean, yeah. lucky you and lucky them. Well, and we're at full again. We're back at full full, uh, full employment, so yeah. uh, that's encouraging. Well, you and I were talking about uh, that, and we, we've done it, uh, talked about that during our home improvement show. Uh, we are in need of tradespeople. Well, I Big feel, time. I feel lucky to be full because yeah. uh, we're, we're lucky who we are. I feel like, like, you know, we're kind of, as a business, we're at the top of our game, and so I'm glad that these guys are willing to, to commit to us. But there's a shortage, for yeah, sure, of, yeah. uh, of uh, technicians, of carpenters, of electricians, of computer techs, uh, you know, low voltage, the people that install all of the, uh, 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 you know, alarm systems oh, yes. and, 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 and television stuff, that, that sort of stuff. There's a shortage of all of that. So A lot of opportunity out there. There's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. So, and, and it doesn't take uh, eight years of college uh, to get into uh, or it takes, takes a lot of on-the-job training, <laughs> yeah. but it does not take uh, the kind of college education that a lot of jobs do take. Yeah, for sure. All right, call Dan, text Dan, and keep in mind that Dan will be here for about another 30 minutes, so it's not going to be the entire hour as we make way for Jack Farrell's wine chat. So call Dan or text Dan. Uh, let's go to the phones, Dan. John in Bloomington is up here. Hi, John. Hi, good morning. Good morning. I want to know... Um, 
mechanically speaking, if you will, the difference between all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, we uh, people have talked to me about oh, yeah. that. They ask that question a lot. And, and a, on a four-wheel drive vehicle, which would be like uh, you know a pickup truck, uh, one that's really designed for it, the uh, instead of having a uh, a transfer, or instead of having a, a, a differential for the for the between the front and the rear wheels, it has a transfer case which actually locks out the the front and the rear are all the wheels are all turning at the same speed. I see, and that's why, of course, on dry pavement with a four wheel drive vehicle, if you go to turn on a corner, it bucks and fights you because the wheels need to turn at different speeds under those oh. under that condition. In an all-wheel drive car, which most of the SUVs and and cars actually, uh, they have a differential in the middle, which doesn't give you as good of traction, but it still gives you, you know, four-wheel drive sort of. Uh, you know, it, it. But there's room for slip. So, in other words, if uh, when you're turning and and so forth, the Wheels are allowed to turn at different speeds, and so it is much more much smoother than uh, than with a four wheel drive vehicle. Four wheel drive vehicle is more of a you know towing uh, pickup truck sort of deal. Okay, very good. Yeah, we've had that question before. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, David is calling from Olivia, Minnesota, with a question. Good morning, David. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Okay. I'm getting ready to store my suburban for the winter, and I've heard that uh, I should put the I've got a machine shed with just uh, dirt, not cement, and I've heard that there's uh, an advantage to putting uh, tires on a board, and in addition to isopropyl alcohol, what else should I do to prepare it for the winter? And actually, if you're going to put it, putting it on a dirt floor, I also would uh, put a tarp down and keep the moisture under. Oh, that's a good know, point. Keep, keep the, because uh, otherwise that, that floor is going to, is, has, is damp all the time, and you know, uh, damp and metal cars do not go well together. So, Good point. Yeah. So I would I would put a tarp down. But that's you know that's about it. Uh, it's just for the winter, and and luckily we're into December already, so it's not that long a time. We we just talked uh, last week. I had at, at by mistake had my car stored uh, at a parking ramp out in Colorado for two full months, and uh, didn't of course didn't do anything because I wasn't planning on storing it for sure. that long, but. When I got back out there, everything was just fine. The tires were were up, and the oil was full, and the battery was fine, and it started right up. So, uh, puts it not not isopropyl alcohol. That's not what you need. The gasoline that we uh, buy has alcohol in it already, so you don't need that. But what you do need is a gas stabilizer, like stable, stable, or there's other makes one, and yeah, yeah, there's a whole bunch of of them of different uh, manufacturers. But a gas stabilizer, and it'll be made for storage. So uh, put that in the gas, and I think other than that, you should. And if the tires leak at all, uh, oh, two more things. Yeah. <laughs> if the tires leak at all, make sure that you overinflate them so they're not flat when you uh, go to get it in the spring. And the last thing is, if you're storing it in an outdoor building, take the battery out of it. Oh, take uh, it out. Yeah. Do okay. not. Do not. Or or keep it charged up. A dead battery will freeze, and if you freeze a dead battery, you wreck it. So it's done. don't let that happen. So uh, take the battery out and store it in a in a cool, well ventilated place, but uh, a place where it will not freeze. That's a good idea, David. About the the tarp, though. Yeah, put that down. Cover yeah. up that dirt. All right, we'll have to take a quick break. 
We don't have to. We we want to. Well, that's how we stay here. So we really <laughs> do right. have to. That's right. Uh, 651-989-9226. A line is open if you want to use it for your car care question for Dan. Otherwise, text him, and we'll come back with those text questions next at 81807. It's 14 degrees in the Twin Cities, a little fog and mist out there yet. Uh, later on today, uh, we'll see uh, partly sunny skies, highs near 24. And right now, uh, air is calm. Although, Dan, you said uh, when you were coming in here, the, the air was <laughs> was not calm. But again, you're walking through a lot of buildings yeah. that kind of uh, compress that air. I had just gotten, I had just heard you say the wind is calm and I got out of my car and the wind, you know, th- between these buildings is yeah. blowing and, and uh, it's always drafty and windy down here. It so is. I thought, that's not true, Denny. It's All cold. Right. It's windy okay. down I'll here. Stand corrected. <laughs> All right. Good morning. 723 Central Time. We're in the midst of our car care show around every uh, Saturday in the seven o'clock hour. Denny Long here with Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive. Now that's on Grand Avenue, but we're exactly on. Grand we Avenue. are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give a call this morning. Nick will be there, uh, who we all know. You yeah. all know. Sure. Uh, at 651-228-1316. The Jarhead Nick. Yeah, Jarhead, okay. Jarhead right. Nick. So yeah. I, wanted to get, I wanted to get that straight. <laughs> I'll tell him you said that. <laughs> I do that. Uh, I tell you, I want to get to some text messages. By the way, that text number 81807. If you prefer to call Dan, there is a line open, 651-989-9226. Like Jim is calling in from Isani. Hi, Jim. Hi, good morning. morning. Yeah, I heard you mention something about batteries, and I don't think I was reading something at the same time, but I don't think you mentioned how they should. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what happened to my lady friend. She's got a big diesel truck that she bought two great big expensive batteries for it from like Batteries Plus, I believe it was. And they put them in the basement because they, uh, for the winter, you know, they weren't using them. And I didn't know if they had a charge in them when she bought them or not, but. Uh, she didn't put any charge in them, and when they went to use them next spring, they were totally worthless. And therefore, you have to have uh, some kind of power in those batteries. You have to charge them occasionally. You know, keep the charge in them. Otherwise, they will go bad. And these are brand new ones. You know, even this. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that's, a, that's, is that's that true. Yeah. No, it's true. They do need to be charged up. When you store them, if they are fully charged, you can store them for several months in oh. a cool place. But don't let them freeze, and like he says, don't don't let them go dead. And but they'll they'll stay charged up for a long time if you uh, if they're fully charged when you store them. Very good. All right, good comment. Appreciate that. Let's uh, go to the text line. Here's one that came in earlier. Looking to buy a used 2007 F350. Uh, six-liter diesel with over 200,000 miles. What are the key items to check on a truck like that? They want to know. <laughs> you definitely have to have that in, inspected because uh, everything about that truck uh, is expensive, and it should be. They're, they're big, heavy, rugged vehicles. The mileage uh, wouldn't bother me too much. Uh, diesels are certainly made to go that kind of miles, especially if they're highway miles. But make sure that you have the, all of the suspension and brakes and uh, all of that sort of stuff checked on it because, uh, you know, brakes on that are, are very expensive to do. Are they? Yeah, and uh, all the suspension, including the ball joints and all that sort of stuff on a, you know, on a on a 11-year-old vehicle <clears throat> could be worn and, and loose. And 
if that's the case, you need to know that going in because that's certainly going to affect the price uh, of the vehicle. And then just like any used vehicle inspection, be sure that all the accessories and all that sort of stuff uh, work. But but look out for the stuff that's expensive. You want to know about that. Okay. Very good. Uh, text is some of the text that remember we mentioned that we'd uh, talk about the text that came in last week, but we didn't get to. Is it okay to burn small amounts of mixed gas in cars just to use up lawnmower gas at the end of the season? It is, and we do it all the time. I do it all the time. Do you? Yep, yep. Uh, you know, mix it, just a little bit of mixture. Take your time getting rid of it. But, uh, but yeah, no, to pour a little bit of that in the car is just fine. Uh, you're going to have to help me on this. The 2015 Explorer Sport 54,000 miles CEL comes on and vehicle goes into some sort of limp mode. Happened twice and seems like it happens after the uh, transmission uh, shift. Yeah, check engine light is coming That's on. That's what that is. Yeah, and uh, that if you just bring that into, into your shop, they'll tell you what that's about. Uh, some cars have that <clears throat> um, limp-in mode, and what it is is it, it protects the vehicle from damaging itself under certain conditions. Not all cars do it, but some do. And uh, what it does is it um, disables a whole, bu- whole bunch of things about the car, the transmission and the, the uh, traction control. Uh, it limits the power. And, you know, it, what, what it's designed to is just to get you a short distance to a repair shop okay. uh, so that you don't wreck the car more. Uh, in the process of getting it there. And like I say, not all cars have that limp-in mode, but some do. And uh, it's actually quite annoying if you get stuck in it you're <laughs> trying to get somewhere. But but uh, at any rate, that that's what it's about. And if you take it in, the, they'll, they'll, because the light's on, there'll be code stored, and they'll, they'll be able to tell you what that's about. Narrow it down. Uh, if you want to send Dan a text, 81807. Here's another one. Uh, 2000 Ford Expedition 5.4 engine. The engine temp is in the normal range. The air coming out of the vents is warm but not hot. Doesn't warm up inside very well. Wondering what it could be. Well, it's probably the thermostat. Yeah. The the uh, the dash reading in the normal range might not be quite enough. So uh, what we would do is hook it up to the scan tool, which gives us an actual temperature number that we can reference and <clears throat> see how uh, warm the engine actually is getting. And it's probably not getting warm enough, which is affecting your gas mileage and things too. So uh, take it in and get that fixed. You'll be much more comfortable with gas mileage. Speaking of which, just like you've always said, every time this time of year, it gets colder and the uh, mileage per gallon goes down. I've it been does. watching it. It, it does. It's sometimes pretty impactful. Too. Yeah, like on my car, 25%, I'll bet. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's quite a bit lower. Dan, we need to take a quick bottom of the hour break. We have more show to come. Dan's going to be here for about another 15 minutes. So don't wait if you have a car care question. Call it in at 651-989-9226 or send a text and we'll get back to those too. 81807. And welcome back to our car care show here on CCO. Danny along with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Uh, Dan, we have callers, we have texters. Let's see how many folks we can uh, help out before you take your leave today. Michael in Minneapolis, I believe. Yeah, Michael's the first up here. Thanks, Michael. Hey, how y'all doing today? Good, thanks. Good. My battery went out in my truck, and because it's, a, it's an electric lock, I'm unable to get into it. What do you suggest? Well, somewhere uh, you have somewhere there's a keyhole, and in your key fob somewhere there's a key that you can 
uh, fine. You know, you can get out of the you can get out of the of the uh, lock and or out of the key fob and put into the door lock. Usually, it's in the driver's door. Uh, sometimes there's one in the trunk, but if you look closely, you'll find a a place to put a key. And if you can't find it, uh, sometimes they're covered with a little plate, which would be a good thing because then it will have yeah. been protected from the elements. Um, but if you look on the internet, if you do an internet search, you'll find out first of all where to find the key in your fob, and secondly where to put it in the car, and then you can get the car open, and then you can, uh, you know, get a get it hooked up for, to a jump or a battery charger, and, and you'll be back in business. Okay, there you go, Michael. Thank you. Uh, Chris is calling in from Buffalo with a question. Chris, you're on with Dan. Yeah. Good morning. Um, we've got a 2010 Dodge Grand Caravan, and I keep get we used to keep getting the uh, gas cap code, you know, that it's loose, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I bought a new one, an aftermarket one. Um, it, it doesn't seem to really fit as good. Uh, the warning's gone away. It's come on occasionally. But sh- would I have been better off getting an original one, and can you still get one for a 2010? Yeah, you sure can get an original one. Yes, you would do best to get a an original one, and that might not be the extent of what's wrong with it. Um, the, it's it, what you're getting a code for what is called the evaporative system, and it's the system that seals uh, to keep gas vapors from leaking out into the environment. And when it comes to your gas tank and all the lines and all the vapor, all the vacuum stuff that operates it, there's a whole bunch of places that it could be leaking from. The gas cap is just one of those whole bunch of places. So. Uh, I would do exactly what you're suggesting. I would go get an original equipment uh, gas cap and put it on. Make sure that the sealing surface, you know, where the gas cap actually seals on the filler neck is clean and not uh, scratched or, you know, doesn't have a groove in it or anything like that. And if it has, if it's a nice clean surface for the cap to work against, then see what happens. If the light continues to come on, then you'll have to take it in and get some help because uh, we actually have <clears throat> machines where we'll hook uh, smoke up to the uh, evaporative system, and mm. and it's actually a kind of a neon smoke. We wear special glasses, and we can see where the smoke is leaking out from. And quite honestly, pretty often we see that it's rodent uh, oh. damage where the mice have gotten up and chewed on the on the. Uh, plastic vacuum lines. Uh, I don't know why they like it, but they do. Uh, there's something in it that they like to eat, and so they chew on that. And somebody told me there's a there's – uh, last week somebody mentioned that in wiring, there's something in the wiring that they like to chew on, hmm. a protein or something that's it good could for be. them. <laughs> so at any rate, uh, but there's a whole bunch of places that could cause the light to come on. So uh, if this doesn't take care of it, you'll have to get some help. All right, very good. Thanks, Chris. Let's uh, grab some text messages before you have to get out of here, Dan. Uh, 2010 Ford Edge, 130,000 miles, was working fine, and now when in gear, will only go forward and reverse a couple hundred feet, and then it stalls out. Do you have a solution? No, well, not without. That's you know, that's kind of a big problem, yeah. and that could be a lot of things. Uh, uh, the, the process would be to find out what it's running out of. Is it running out of spark or is it running out of fuel? I would guess it's running out of fuel. But uh, if that's the case, uh, you know, you'd need to have a fuel gauge on there and, and see what the problem is. But uh, that's not something that jumps right at me and says, oh, I've seen that 100 times mm-hmm. before. That sounds like uh, like kind of a specialty problem you have going on. Time for a visit to the shop. Yeah, I think so. Or probably 
from the tow truck. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way to get there. Uh, Texture says, why does my BMW only need oil changes when it tells you, yet my Ford dealer wants the Explorer in every 5,000 miles, both use synthetic? Well, uh, your BMW has condition-based uh, analysis in the computers. It's just a more sophisticated thing. They keep track of if you drive on the highway, if you drive uh, uh, in town, if it idles a lot, if, you know, they keep track of all the different conditions. And they're both based somewhat on mileage. It's not like BMW doesn't keep track of mileage at all, but it takes some other things into account as well. And uh, there's a lot of cars now that have a light that comes on that tells you when to change your oil. And um, in some cases, I trust them. In some cases, I don't. <laughs> if And another difference is with the BMW, uh, it, it takes, you know, eight quarts of oil mm. and many of the Fords will only take four or five or, or, or less. And so um, that's another big reason that it needs to be changed more often. I see. But Interesting. In all cases, in a worst case scenario, if you, if you use the light, you can trust the light. It, it's for sure the outside edge of how far you can go between oil changes. Right. But if you wait for the light to come on, your car will do just fine. It's designed for that. All right. Does setting a battery on cement drain the battery? I think that's kind of an old fairy tale. Oh, really? Yeah, we've uh, we've we. I'm not so. It's not that the uh, power goes out of the battery. It's that you know it's it's it stays a much cooler temperature, and and I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, I've heard that before, and uh, so I, I guess if in doubt, set it on a piece of cardboard. All right, uh, and and in fact, maybe you should anyway, because if ever you have let battery acid leak onto mm. your concrete floor, it destroys it. It'll it really etch it. It etches it terribly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a good idea to store it on something, and and even best of all, you should store it on like in a plastic dish or something of some sort, uh, or a a plastic tray. That Which will actually won't capture hurt anything. It. That, that yeah. won't hurt anything. Yeah. So that's that's really what you should do. So good question, and it. Sparred a whole bunch of thoughts in my mind about what to do with that. <laughs> Almost out of time, Dan. I want to grab a couple more texts, then I want to alert our listeners. I'll print uh, the rest of these out that we didn't get to, and again, uh, we'll uh, we'll start the show uh, next week. But uh, as I'm gathering this, let's mention too the the, the two new technicians that you have at Lowe's. Oh, thank you, thank you for bringing that up again. Yeah, we hired uh, hired two new technicians in the past two or three or four weeks. It actually was a long interview process looking for the right people. But we came up with Ryan Trainer and Mike London. They're both from the St. Paul area and they're seasoned professionals have been in the market for in the area for a long time, fixing cars and uh they've both worked there now and they fit right in. So they good feel deal. great. So we're we're glad to have Ryan and Mike join our team. Two good additions. Yeah. One more question then I'll have to let you go. About every third time I fill my twenty eleven Grand Cherokee with gas, the check engine light goes on. It always goes off on its own, usually when the tank gets below half. Any idea why? It's particularly annoying in the winter because I can't use the remote start and sell mode. Oh, well, it's uh, exactly exactly what we were talking about was the uh, the uh, evaporative system. You know that that system that checks to make sure that your uh, vapors aren't leaking out into the environment. That's probably failed, and when you fill the car, it has an effect on that, oh, and okay. so. Uh, I think if you take it in 
First of all, the fact that the check engine light has been on means that there'll be a code stored. Oh, okay, and which so, is good. Yeah, so if they go after that code, they'll solve your problem, and you definitely need your car to start from the cell mode. That's a big deal. Yes. <laughs> oh, otherwise, why have it? Right? Why? <laughs> and this is, the, this is the prime time of year. This is when yeah, you want absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's a number at Lloyd's to get in touch with you guys. Give us a call there today. We're at 651-228-1316. Nick the Jarhead will pick it. We'll, we'll take help you out call. there. All right, good guy. <laughs> All right, Dan, thanks. We'll see you one week from today. Thank you. Thanks for your help. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 